getting beyond messy relationships to discover your authentic self. That's the theme of episode number 127 of the Power of Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, with the author of Beyond Messy Relationships, Judy Herman. So what the human soul, the human psyche is longing for is for healing, healing from the past in ways that we don't even, are not even consciously aware of. Hello, this is Dr. Rupert Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I am the author of Kaizen for Couples, Smart Steps to Save, Sustain, and Strengthen Your Relationship. I'm delighted to endorse Dr. Brad Miller as he helps people find their promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose right here on the Pathway to Promise podcast. Stay tuned. You're on the Pathway to Promise with Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes every person has a God-given, promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose, and that you must have a plan and a guide to get there. The Pathway to Promise podcast not only is your guide through the wilderness of depression and disappointment that stand between you and your promised life, but also brings you insights and direction from inspiring, successful thought leaders who have transformed their lives. Welcome to the Pathway to Promise. Now, here's Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Power of Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. So glad to have you with us here today as we continue our journey together to help people navigate life and to find a place to get through every, uh, every adversity that which, which we face in order to achieve our life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Much more so the case uh, during this time of quarantine and pandemic, which we are living through and now in May of 2020, and we need to find a way through the mess. We're fortunate today that we have a counselor with us. Judy Herman is a counselor and a therapist and an advocate for authentic humanity, and she has worked through messy relationships in her life, which she will get into in our conversation but particularly circling around marriage and parenting. She's got some great things to share with us here today. She uses the metaphor of ballroom dancing a lot. She talks about getting through messy relationships, about the universal peace that comes with transformation, and how many times the messes we find ourselves in our adult relationships are some form of trying to heal or to come to terms with some sort of a childhood drama. Uh, several things she talks about in our conversation, which you're going to find helpful. We here at the Pathway to, to Promise podcast are here to be helpful to you. You can go to our website, pathwaypromise.com or drbradmiller.com, and to be helpful to you, lots of back episodes of the podcast there and other resources to be helpful to you. Right now today, we're going to be talking about messy living, messy relationships. That's the real deal, folks. And Judy uh, Herman is going to be helpful to us. So let's get into our conversation with Judy Herman right now. We come to you today talking with someone who is an expert at dealing with messy things in life. She, her book is called Beyond Messy Relationships, Divine Invitations to Your Authentic Self. Her name is Judy Herman, and she is an advocate 
for Authentic Humanity. Judy, welcome to The Power Promise. Thank you so much, Dr. Miller. appreciate being here. I'm very honored to be in front of your guests. Well, you are going to have a great perspective on things, I believe, today because you are a, a, a therapist, a counselor, and you particularly focus in on relationships and, and particularly how you've had your own challenges in relationships and then you have been able to advocate for others in their relationships. And I would just like, uh, I, I believe that uh, all of us have some challenges in life to, to get through. And in order for you to speak into other people's lives through your book, Beyond Domestic Relationships, I get a feeling you've had a few challenges in your life that you've had to overcome. What are, give us a little bit of your background, your story of some of the, your, where you come from in terms yes. of this approach to this book. I will tell you, I am a mental health therapist. So all of us mental health therapists at this stage are seeing clients by way of telemental health, but I have been in private practice for some time. It's actually a second career for me. Brad, the first career was raising four now remarkable adult human beings in a very troubled marriage. And that marriage ended after three decades. I was a homeschooling mom and stay at home mom. I did a lot of extra things, but Uh, studying to be a counselor. I spent a lot of money, number one, on counseling myself. And I thought, well, I'll spend that money also on my education. And just through my course of development, I um, set up my private practice and I see clients. I see a lot of couples, a lot of um, couples that are in troubled relationships. And I've learned a lot over the years. The thing that inspired my book is that that's something that your audience needs to know. My, my second husband, who I'm married to still today, and we have been married nearly 11 years, but, and we met through ballroom dancing. Uh, it was just a very healing time in my life, for sure, after having gone through a lot of stuff in my first marriage. But after four and a half years into that new marriage, and my, my husband and I had already talked about before we even got married, that he has bipolar disorder and he had not had an episode for like over a decade, 13 or so years. He was extremely uh, careful in his journey and his medications, going to his doctor appointments. And he was even an advocate and still is an advocate for mental health and leads bipolar support groups. Well, four and a half years into that second marriage, I missed the signs, and we, we were about to enter six weeks. It was a season of his psychosis. And By I, missing the signs, you missed miss the signs of his disorder, of his bipolar disorder. missed the signs of an, an episode. An okay, episode, so okay. So he, he, he displayed um, a lot of energy. That's one of the signs. Um, but again, I missed it, even as a mental health therapist. I was a wife but I missed the signs of his psychosis. So he was out of tune with reality for a good six weeks. And I was in my darkest of days, suffocating, and I needed air. And, and, mm. and so my writing beyond messy relationships, it is my story, but it is a story that touches all of us. And your story may be very different, but there is this universal... Um, universal 
piece about it of transformation. When I wrote this book, and I wrote it, it took me 18 months, I did not know whether my marriage was even viable. I didn't know by the end of my writing it that I would even be married. But here we are. My husband's been my biggest cheerleader. We have recovered, and it's been um, quite a traumatic and an amazing journey. And it is, um, yeah, it's it's not calm and peaceful. Well, that, well that is, that's an awesome story, and it just shows that all of our uh, our journeys take different pathways in your first marriage, as you mentioned, ended with divorce, and then you got into your marriage to your husband here, and you realized that uh, there was more work to do, and there's a lot of things to process, and it wasn't always going to come out the way you may have thought it was, but you've still come out to a better place. And what I'm getting at is you, even with the first marriage, you came out of divorce, but you came into a, a better relationship, and now you're in a better place. And part of what I want us to try to focus in on a little bit is how some things you've learned out of your life and your practice and your writing and how that can speak into the lives of people who are feeling a little stuck, a little little hurting right now. Uh, for instance, right now, uh, Judy, we are uh, we're speaking in April of 2020, in the middle of this crazy coronavirus thing, which is impacting lives in every kind of way and putting extra strain on relationships that in some cases may not have been that great in the first place. And what are some of the lessons that you learned out of this process that maybe ways that people can take some action or be proactive about doing something about their messed up relationships or their messy parts of their lives, especially in the light of this coronavirus? Absolutely. It's amazing that I did write this book a year and it came out a year before what we're going through right now. It certainly is a crisis and it's this world crisis. Uh, so how we face crisis makes all the difference in the world. And when we're in the midst of our mess, here's what I have learned through my messes. I've, I basically, I'm, in a, I'm a client to my own book, but I also show up as a therapist at the beginning of each of the chapters so that readers walk away with gems of truth and things that they can take away. One of my readers said, Judy, I feel like I'm getting counseling from you and I'm not even paying you for it. So if you want to use it as a counseling <laughs> book, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, sure. See your counselor, though. It's not a substitute for it. But what I've learned is that the relationship messes, Brad, are absolutely necessary. Not only are they necessary, but they are part of our human journey. We cannot go through this life. We cannot live with another human being, our spouse, without having some kind of messes. But the purpose of those messes, and I, I tell this to my clients all the time, this conflict that you're going through right now is not just right now. This is likely has to do with issues before the age of nine years old in both of your lives. So what the human soul, the human psyche is longing for is for healing, healing from the past in ways that we don't even are not even consciously aware of. So it's the space in between our most intimate relationships, Brad, and, and speaking of, of spiritual depth and understanding, that's why my, my um, subtitle is Divine Invitations to Your Authentic Self. See, it's, mm, okay. this awesome. space, it's the space between two human beings who are actually mirrors to each other 
uh, we have mirror neurons in our brains, okay, and we are affected, we are developed as human beings as our brains are, are developed through relationships, through our closest, most intimate relationships. And, and our husband-wife relationships, intimate relationships, they're mirrors to our souls. So our work is to examine our own hearts and souls, and it's this space in between where you meet God and you meet yourself. Mm -hmm. You can go and you can she's hear here. a pastor preach, you can hear a sermon, but that's not where spiritual growth or human development Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about some of the ways that we, let's talk about some of the ways we can do that because it seems like you're talking about it's our job or our opportunity is to go to these spiritual places. And how do you think drawing on a higher power or this spiritual walk or this spiritual depth? Uh, how is that transformational to us in these relationships? And what are some of the maybe some of the tips or some of the processes that you use or advocate that can help people uh, draw on this uh, spiritual power? Yes. Um, I'm so glad you asked because what we need, we have, we have emotions and our emotions. Um, I know in some Christian circles that, um, or even other religions may downplay emotions. It's bad to be depressed or anxious or, you know, angry or whatever, or, or deny it. You go to church, you, you wear this mask, yeah. but it's my and opinion. Sir, and, suppressed to a deep level yes. that are, that's not healthy. And you see how God made us as human beings with these emotions. So I tell my clients, let's, let's not just, you know, shove them down. Let's not work so hard to get rid of them. Instead, let's welcome them. Let's breathe them in. Let's take this deep breath. And what is the messenger? What is the message, rather? There is a message to each of those emotions. And we need to breathe them in. They are designed to flow rather than be stuck. Some of us get stuck in our anger which or negative thinking and and see neurologically speaking brad when we ruminate about negative things it is it gives power to depression that yes. those neural pathways are developed and it's the easy thing to do <laughs> it's more difficult mm -hmm. to think on the things yeah. for good it's that's right, because you can slip away. That's why you use terminology like fall off, slip away, get, go into a dark place because that's the easy place to slide off to. And if, as you're talking about this whole situation, the spiritual walk, and you know, how some folks suppress it, you know, the biblical narrative is full of struggle. So struggle and anxiety and, you know, even depression and other things are part of this natural course in the biblical narrative. So it is with us as human beings. And so we... As you say, embrace it, work with it, do something with it. So yes, that, that's awesome. So, If you don't, Brad, here's what happens. If we deny our emotions, we are denying our humanity, our full humanity. And, and our emotions are designed to move and flow. Okay. Now, if we, if we, don't, if we don't accept them, as gifts from God, they do get stuck. And none mm -hmm. of us can be happy all the time. None of us can, you know, and, and we're not designed to be stuck. We're designed to grow and to grow up. And I, and I do talk about the metaphor of dancing. And yes, let's so, talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk with you because, because we flow through life, every living thing 
uh, every human being, we are designed to grow and grow up rather than being stuck. And we have this, we have this dance in our early development in our family of origins, whoever raised us. We learn how every human being learns how to go through or, or move toward pleasure and away from pain. That's just a real deep place in our psyches. We learn how to do this. What we did in childhood, the adaptive behaviors we did in order to avoid pain are, are, are seeped into our subconscious. We're not even aware of it. We inadvertently take them into our adult relationships. So what was adaptive in childhood, what we absolutely needed in childhood in order to survive our childhood is maladaptive in our adult relationships. Instead, they hmm. become weapons of warfare in adult relationships. So what our task... And especially, if, especially when you take your set of these dynamics and you merge them with another person, your, your marriage partner or your family members, who have their own set of issues there. No wonder it's a big mess sometimes, right? It is. And here's the thing. When we, get, when we are attracted to the partner that we're going to do life with, our married partner... We are attracted, the chemistry, Brad, is because we, we have some undercurrent agendas going on. One of that is like, it's, you, we feel familiar, we fam and there's chemistry with each other. Now, if you didn't have that familiarity and that chemistry, well, likely you wouldn't hang out with that person and later marry them. But what happens is we are attracted subconsciously to what is familiar to us, and then then later, uh, you know, after this honeymoon period is over, these, these chemicals, see that when you, you know, when you're romantically connected, your brain is basically gets you in this um, high, the street high. Okay. Yeah. And, but, but everything's bigger than life. But then when you do life together. Logic then, is shut off. It's the rise of the emotion and the rise of the romantic. It's the romanticism of that, which right. is what we get connected up with. And know. then, then when the, when the troubles come along, it's kind of like a pendulum swing. You can be in, in a, a delusional phase. Everything's wonderful. Or it can be the other, other side of the pendulum swing and everything is awful. So we mm -hmm. look at our, partners in a, in a lens with which is so much more negative than is reality. So the, the, the choices here or the, the task or the, the growth stretch, so to speak, is to even with your spouse, with all the issues that they have, you think, okay, what if part of what they're saying is true about me? All this negative stuff, mm. what if part of it yes. is true? Why don't I ponder that a little bit? Because that might be a blind spot. You see, all of us, we have our faces we cannot see other than being in front of a mirror or a screen such as we are. And, but it takes another human being to mirror back to us. We cannot do it alone. So that's why I think there is such value. I know it's a total paradigm shift because what we want to do is call our, our spouse a narcissist. Or say that, you know, they're <laughs> this or they're that, okay? But the task is, let's grow through it, okay? Let's do sure. our own work. Let's grow and grow. Well, I like to call the, this relationships we have, these loving relationships, uh, the fuel which helps uh, which helps us navigate to get through this wilderness of life. If we, if we cut ourselves off from that fuel source, then we're going to, be stuck. We're not going to go anywhere, but we have to choose to remain uh, fueled up. We have to remain, keep our relationships 
going, and that means some messy aspects of it, including if you're dealing with some extremes on either side. I know I recognize some of the things you're talking about, some of the extremes of behavior or not as things such, such as borderline personality disorder and things of like that nature where you have, you know, the world is black and white terms. Well, the world isn't black and white. There's shades of gray and we have to bring it together. And so what, what were some of the loving relationships that you had and had to, what were some of the ways that you nurtured and worked through loving relationships with your, with your husband or other people in your life that helped you get through some stuff in your life that helped you get to this better place? What were some of the give and take that you had there? And what are some uh, transferable principles that uh, someone who's stuck right now might be able to take with them? Great question. I've discovered about my, I've discovered a lot about myself being married to both men, to both marriages. And certainly, you know, having children, all of that is so very transformative. And it has definitely opened up places in me. So at this stage of my life, especially this, um, this invitation, which I believe is a divine invitation to my authentic self, how, uh, how am I not holding back from who I really am. And I want to show up. I'm very motivated to show up as, as the, you know, showing my husband the best version of myself. So when I do do that, then he's motivated to show his best version of himself. But you see, we can get in, even now, anybody can, we can get in these um, things where we're showing our worst versions. And it's like, you know, whatever you give, it's, it's a reciprocal thing, okay? So somebody mm-hmm. has to get out of that, that cycle. Um, and I don't know if that's what I, um, if I answered your question. I think, you know, we, we, oh, need sure. to learn, we need to learn how to dance to the rhythm of life. So, so now, like. Uh, yeah, that's awesome that you mentioned this dance metaphor. Again, I know you've hit on it very strongly in your, in your book. And also you mentioned how you got together with your husband through, uh, through dancing. Um, Dancing is one of those things that seems to be very interesting because it is a physiological, physical, physiological, emotional, uh, tactile uh, type of thing. And uh, it has some, some powerful metaphors to it. Speak to us a little bit about how you've used this metaphor of dance to describe relationships, how you move through them. Uh, I, I would just want you to unpack the whole dance thing for a little bit. Oh, yes, I'd love to. Thank you. I do start out my, my story with some early... Um, relationships and I demonstrate so I actually have a a list of dances that I mentioned in my book so like all right I was a second born of four kids I had an older sister so I learned early in my family of origin I was kind of the quiet one I figured everybody else knew more than me so this was kind of the um, the leader uh, submissive dance that was going on with my sister and I so interestingly enough my um, romantic partners and husbands are all a little bit older than me and I've chosen partners that have this leadership about them and and I've learned to be then small you know, there's some places, in, and I show up in, in my adult relationships as being small or not speaking up. Well, I am a therapist, and I am very empathic. A lot of us therapists are very empathic. We can feel the feelings of others, but then we miss out on what we are feeling. And so it's a challenge, I believe, to show up and and verbalize our feelings. So that's one example. Being aware of those dances, being aware, I talk about... Um, 
Oh, goodness, I wish I had them right in front of me. I've got them listed in my book, actually, some of these dances. Well, the One is a power control dance, another, you know, submissive um, dance and all of that. So I've got several yeah. dances. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I like the metaphor. I'll share with you why, because it's really um, pivotal in one of my experiences that led me to some real clarification for me, uh, I'll make a very brief version of my story is that five years ago, my daughter got married and I was, she asked me as a pastor to perform the marriage, but uh, that part was one thing, but she also asked me to have a father daughter dance with her Aww. and do the speech and so on, which was great, but it scared me to death. The dance scared me a lot more than the other parts of the ceremony. And especially since we had about a four minute plus choreographed dance with about seven or eight songs jammed into it and and it was kind of an elaborate thing and I had to practice we we went through dance lessons my daughter and I did oh, my yeah. wife and I went through my wife and I went through dance lessons to get ready for that and I was very ner nervous about that and I practiced that day on dance by myself and with her hundreds of times to get ready for it but my point is is once it happened it was a really I had a lot of consternation, a lot of stress, a lot of this and this and this. But once it happened, it was a point of just great joy. It was an accomplishment in many le levels, but also made her happy because that was about making her happy. And yeah. but I'll just share that with you in a sense. That was a real point that we can't have a breakthrough. We can't have a breakthrough in all these areas if we choose to, but we got to work through it, right? We've yes. got to work through the messy parts. You don't just... Uh, step on the a ballroom dance particularly you just don't step on the floor immediately and just got it down with the waltz yes. and so on. you have yeah. to work at it and you have to go through the process and you step on people's toes and you know there's yeah. this and that and i just uh, think that uh, so how, how is this part of the what i want to get with you here judy is this this process of the dance and the emotional and all the relationship things we've talked about it's all messy and it's a it's all we kind of know that intuitively there's a mess of life and we've got to get through it. But I would like you to speak for a few minutes here about what are some of the actual processes, disciplines, habits, things that people can do right now to help them get through uh, whatever mess that they're in. Yes. I'm so glad that you asked. I do use also this metaphor of breathing in fresh air. A-I-R, just breathing in. Now, if you breathe in, Brad, any of us, we do this, uh, maybe your listeners can do this right now. You just take a deep breath in and then you slowly breathe out a little bit longer than when you breathe in. Okay. It can slow you down. And what that does, the A in air is awareness. It helps you be more aware. In fact, you do that for 90 seconds. And if you are keyed up, irritable, angry, annoyed, whatever the case is, you do that for 90 seconds. And it's going to move that emotion. In other words, the life of that motion is only 90 seconds. Mm. There's one emotion that's longer than a 90 seconds, and that is sadness. And if you also let it move through you, it might take a little bit longer, but it makes you more empathic with people. So breathing in air is one thing. The I in air is intentionality. Now, what I have my clients do is they'll write in a journal. I'll give them questions with which to process through their counseling sessions. But for me, my intentions have been my prayer journaling for many years. In fact, 
when I wrote my book, I did make reference to about four decades worth of stories in my journal, but that was where I developed wow. my, my spiritual disciplines and meeting God in the midst of that. When my world was crazy on the outside, I could get my thoughts, my prayers. I could examine, Ooh, what, you know, what's true. What's not true when I was confused. And mm. then the R in air is the risk. Now for each of us, okay, risk, you might think of, okay, I'm getting ready to uh, jump off this cliff or something. No, we're talking about a risk that's based upon awareness and intentionality. One builds upon the other, but risk and doing the next right thing that maybe um, we don't know what the outcome's gonna be. This is what we call vulnerability, which is absolutely necessary in our lives and in our relationship. And um, so what is the risk? For some, it is speaking up saying, wow, what you just said, that really, that really made, it made me very cautious or, um, you know, I, I felt uncomfortable. So it's being able to verbalize perhaps when times we've been silent before, but it's knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. We don't know ourselves. We are complicated mm -hmm. human beings and it sure. takes, uh, it takes, you know, us to stop and reflect. A counselor on the other side um, of the screen may be a great idea for you right now. For some of your listeners, it might sure. the risk might be calling someone that you trust mm -hmm. and sharing what's yeah. really going on with me right now is this. Well, some some great uh, tips there and some great framework. I, I'm talking about you know so what we were originally here, some of the actual actions, some of the, the habits, some of the things that we can do, journaling deep breathing exercises, the AIR uh, process that you lift up there. And, and yet there's sometimes there's things that just push our buttons to get us to some crisis moments. And right now we, I'd just like for us to talk for a minute about this particular kind of crisis moment we're in with this, with this COVID-19 situation. And you've, you talk about being resilient uh, in the midst of this, and your insight about resi resilience during this pandemic. And I just like for you, if you will, just either pretend like I'm your client or you're speaking to someone, maybe a, a woman who's having a particular stress in her marriage or life or got the kids at home. And now she's got to work at home, all the kind of stuff that comes along this, you know, uh, my, my daughter is a good example. She works in the school system. All of a sudden she is home trying to do her job from home, taking care of a two-year-old toddler and she's pregnant all at the same time, and, and there's financial stresses involved as well. Uh, I think you speak to those type of people, particularly in the light of this vice, how do we be resilient in the midst of this incredible pressure we're under right now? Yes. Here's what I believe also. I believe in relationships through and through. Uh, I know we are at a place where we're calling it social distancing, and actually it's physical distancing, but it is vitally important that you take time and and hang out with positive people, whether that's, you know, a Facebook group, but don't get involved with folks that are going to be complaining and bringing you down. Uh, one yeah. thing might, you know, for some folks, you just need to not watch the news. You just need to maybe have five minutes of audible yeah. or audio like NPR or something like that. And that's it. Just don't saturate your mind and your heart with negative things. 
And, um, and if there's imbalance in this relationship, if, if um, wives, which I see a whole lot, I'm sorry, guys, but I do see a lot where, you know, wives are taking a whole lot of the load. And then perhaps they see their wives as, oh, she can handle it. She can handle it. And maybe, you know, she's projected that part of her, her strength, rather than that vulnerable part. So you got to show up vulnerable and say, you know what, I need you to do this. And hey, if it causes, if it causes some conflicts, breathe through that. Um, we have some methods with which you need to be really aware of your own body, know what your, uh, your own triggers are. In fact, I can give your listeners, I'll create a page for this, Brad, give your listeners, it's called an awareness chart a diff where you can um, get more attuned to when those difficult conversations come up, what happens in you, um, and see if you can see some patterns that are showing up. So when you know those patterns, those dance patterns, that's when you can change them, but if yeah. you have no clue, that'll be, that'll be an amazing resource for listeners of the power promise podcast to connect up with. And you've been an amazing guest here, Judy, lots of great work you've done. Your, your book is beyond messy relationships, divine invitations to your authentic self. How, how can people connect up with you learn more about what you're about and uh, get your book or find out how they can learn more about what you have to offer. My book is available at any bookstore. You so just look up Beyond Messy Relationships wherever you do uh, shopping for for books, and then you can also find me JudyCounselor.com. I do have some resources. I have a uh, relationship stress quiz on the front of my page. Feel free to take that, and also I can provide your listeners with that difficult conversation awareness chart i think it'll be very helpful oh 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 oh! That, i'm sorry that, i gotta tell you something else <laughs> okay please uh, connect with me on facebook judy k herman facebook judy k herman i'm not so much on twitter i am on linkedin judy k herman and i do have a facebook group um, called vibrantly connected relationships so if you are isolated and you need connection and you need some positivity connect with me there that's a growing uh, group at this point and then also um, I'm doing some webinars so I'm hoping to do these every week and it's called relationship survival guide uh, yeah, your relationship survival guide. Hope I get my title right. It's on my website. And uh, I plan to do this every week. And it's uh, how to build emotional resilience. So it's a 90 minute webinar, I think would be very helpful. But yeah, connect with me on Facebook if you're on Facebook. Awesome. LinkedIn. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Great stuff here today, Judy. And we'll just look for I just think uh, we were looking for more great things to come from you, especially as you, I love this idea of dealing with resilience and working through messes and all that kind of thing. And uh, I just think that's where it's at. And to help us enjoy not only, not only, or help us to have pro productivity, not only in our uh, marriages and that type of relationships, but in the workplace with our kids, our grandkids, uh, other folks as well. Uh, any, any vital relationship we have to choose to work through the, the messy parts. So great to have you with us today. Anything else you want to share there? It's still like you're ready. Can I add sure. just one other thing? Um, and I hope it comes out within the next few weeks. I'm in the process right now of producing the audio version of my book. I know a lot of folks, if you're like me, you probably consume a whole lot of audios more than the print version, but that's coming out and um, hopefully it'll be out soon. 
Awesome. Awesome. We'll look for that. Again, the book is Beyond Messy Relationships, Divine Invitations to Your Authentic Self. Our guest today on the Power Promise podcast has been Judy Herman, Relationship Therapist. Judy Herman, our guest today on the Power Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Uh, great stuff that she gave to us there. I always like to give you at least one takeaway that I got from our time together. And I think uh, it's a good thing for us to be reminded of that. She talked about the mirror. The mirror, how when we reflect to another person and work through our mess, we're really reflecting some of the things that are going on in our own life. And when we choose to work through what we see in the mirror, we can deal with our own self uh, our own self-worth uh, and our own uh, things going on in our life as well as help us to process things going on the, in the life of others as part of the dance and the rhythm of life. I love that imagery of the mirror, and I, tell you, I, I give that to you as a good takeaway. Here on the Power Promise Podcast, we're here to be helpful to you, help you have transformation in your life to get through messy things in life. You know, Judy mentioned a messy divorce, for instance to get through parenting issues during this COVID crisis, to get through the fear and the anxiety that comes with this disease. Many of us know people who have been impacted by it. I know I do. Or maybe you've had a death in the family, or maybe you've had a financial reversal. You have debt. We have some things to be helpful to you. We have some free gift for you on our website, pathwaypromise.com or drbradmiller.com to be helpful to you. Please, 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 whatever it is, choose to work through your adversity. Flip it and see the good that can come. My name is Dr. Brad Miller. It's been good to be with you. So until next time, friends, just remember to keep your promises because there's power in a promise kept. Thanks so much for taking the Pathway to Promise with Dr. Brad Miller. As a subscriber, you'll be a vital part of the Pathway to Promise community. Visit us on the web at pathwaypromise.com. Until next time, remember to stay on your Pathway to Promise.